WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. It is Sunday morning. It's 8 o'clock. It is February 21st, 2021. It is 2-21-21. On the show this morning, we want to hear from you uh, on a number of topics. Later in the show, we'll be hearing from Inez Evans, the CEO and president of Indigo. As you know, they've been battling some tough stuff over there at the State House with this Senate bill that is coming their way. It's not going to be good for Indigo if it passes um, Inez Evans will join us later in the hour to explain what that means for you, the bus rider, and this thing that people keep forgetting, it affects people who don't ride the bus. These Indigo projects for these red lines, that's what's going to fix your streets. That's what's going to fix Washington Street. That's what's going to fix 38th Street. It's not just about uh, regular folks who are driving the bus. Folks are missing the point. We'll talk about that with Inez Evans coming up later in the show. But we're going to spend the majority of this morning talking about our upcoming virtual business connections panel. If you've got a business of any kind, rather whether it is a uh, in-person brick-and-mortar store, whether it is an online store, uh, whether you are selling body creams and hair products or you're selling strawberries or you're selling CDs and records whatever it is there are tips that we can give you with the experts that we are having on our panel which you will see for the first time uh, on our website hot96.3.com and wtlcfm.com on February 27th we've got several different panels that are all going to make you smarter. Uh, But we have some of those panelists uh, who are going to join us on the radio here this morning uh, to get you ready, to get you excited, and to start answering some questions that uh, if you've got any type of business or your kid's got a business or somebody in your family's got business, but maybe you just don't know exactly what to do or you're looking for the next idea to really set things off, uh, the virtual business uh, seminar is going to help with that. So, you know, like I said, if you've got, uh, whether you're starting your business and you're looking for some financial success or you want to take things to the next level, or what is so important these days is the marketing. The marketing, the marketing, the marketing has become so important, especially with everything that's online and people buying online and e-commerce. We've got all the experts here with us this morning uh, standing by to tell us what it is you need to do, what's the best way to do it, uh, and you're going to get the chance to start asking them questions uh, here this morning. Uh, joining us on our live line this morning is Camille Blunt. She is the director of office of the Office of Minority and Women Business, as well as Tasha Roberts. She is a member of the Roberts Litigation Group. So we got the law here for you. Uh, Carolyn E. Mosby is the president and CEO of Mid-State's Minority Supplier Development Council. And Adrian Warren is one of our very own here at Radio 1. He is the sales manager, so he's the guy who knows all about that marketing, marketing, marketing. He knows how to make the money. He knows how to make you the money. We join our panel right now live. Ladies and Adrian, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you all so much for doing this. It sounds like you had a uh, you're going to have a great panel that's coming up uh, next week. Adrian, let me start this off uh, with you because you had a lot to do with 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 putting these together. W- what are folks going to get from tuning in uh, to to the panel? There's I, I know there's at least two different ones, and you and like I have already said, you've been the marketing guy. You're making folks money. <laughs> Absolutely. So first, we're excited, Cameron. You know, since last year, uh, Kathy Hughes has made it very important for us as a company to highlight businesses uh, and encourage black business growth. And in honor of Black History Month, we thought it very good to do a virtual business connection to undergird what we've been doing every week in terms of highlighting black businesses. Um, We're really excited about it. And we had INHP come on as a supporter and a sponsor to partner with us to really highlight the opportunities that you can get in our community and expand. 
So first, the idea is to start off, if you don't know where to start or if you don't know how to structure your business, many people have great ideas and they just move with the great ideas, but they don't know how to set things up. So one of the seminars really talks about what is a good way to structure your company, what opportunities exist out there in helping you set up your company. We'll talk to people who have been strong business leaders within our community and organizations like SBA that will help you just do foundational work, make sure uh, from a finance point of view, uh, you can structure things together. And then we have people like our fine ladies who join us this morning who really talk about taking advantage of your business being out here. There's so many different opportunities for minority business to just get work that's there. And that Camille and, and um, Ms. Mosley will sit there and they'll talk to you about how you make those connections. And then, as you said, there is a marketing seminar. Things have changed since the pandemic has hit us. And not that marketing wasn't always important, but now uh, we really talk about how do we operate in the digital space. You know, not only am I a local sales manager here, but I'm the digital sales manager. And so I really unopened that there were 36 products that people could use that really helped them get in the digital space and really touch people by behavior and things of that nature. So we were excited to bring that together. We'll probably do more than this, but this is just to be a kickoff to that type of idea. It's important to us as a company. Um, as a cluster here in Indianapolis, we reach over a half a million people. It's our responsibility to not only inform, but entertain, right? Excellent, excellent. Uh, Miss Camille Blunt, uh, as we said, you've got the lovely title of being the director of the Office of Minority and Women Business. What has this past year uh, been like uh, for minorities and women's who, women who have... Uh, launched businesses in this pandemic. I've talked to a number of them, have done stories on a number of them. It's actually been an inspiring time. You'd think it's during a pandemic, it's not a good time to start a business, but uh, folks, including me, have been reevaluating their life and different things they want to do. And some folks have realized they want to have their own business. They want to be their own boss. Uh, what are you seeing? Um, so within our office, we're seeing a lot more businesses um seek out information. So our business consultations have increased substantially. Um, people are, you know, shifting and pivoting to accommodate what is taking place in, in our current times. Um, we didn't see a lot of people lose their businesses or go out of business, but we did see a lot of people shift and pivot. So um, that's very encouraging. Um, for the city of Indianapolis, we have not stopped working. We have not stopped any projects. Um, so we, uh, there is still work to be done within our city, and there's still opportunities to bid on. Uh, Miss Carolyn Mosby, I'm curious to know what was some of the advice uh, that folks are going to get from you. Uh, you're, you're president and CEO. You know what it's like to run a company. What, what's the advice folks are going to hear from you? Um, well, I talk a lot about being able to leverage your certification um, once you get certified. Um, through any of the uh, certifying uh, entities that are here locally. Um, and specifically, we work with major corporations. So if minority businesses have a desire to do business with major corporations, whether it's a corporation here locally in central Indiana, or if it's Apple or Google or Walmart, um, really targeting who their potential customer is and they need to take advantage of what's going on right now. What we've seen is that because of the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of corporations now are making doing business specifically with Black-owned businesses a priority. And so we have requests from major global corporations to say, listen, hey, we're going to give you money and we want you to go out and certify Black businesses. They're paying for certification fees for black businesses because they can no longer say, hey, we can't find any black businesses to do business with. That's no longer acceptable. So they're looking to us to now go out and proactively certify minority businesses on their behalf. And, you know, I was just talking to somebody, uh, Carolyn, yesterday who who's, works at a, an important company here in town, and they lost a bid on something because uh, their staff was not – Diverse enough, that has really become um, a uh, priority for folks who they want to do business with diverse companies. That's absolutely right. So, Tasha, 
uh, you know, you, you bring in the litigation, the law, the legal side. What is, uh, I, I guess, if, you, if you're getting ready to start a business, what on the legal end should you be doing first? Well, first of all, good morning, Cameron. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am so excited about this because a lot of us in the community have so many dreams, and we just need a little education, a little help, how to make those dreams come a reality. So what I'll be presenting on the panel is how to jump over some common legal hurdles for small businesses. So what are some of those common uh, hurdles? Because, you know, I've been thinking over the pandemic, you know, I would like to start my own, you know, fleet of those Amazon trucks going on. And there's a whole program for it. And you put, you know, you invest 10,000. And if you do it right, you could make some money and yada, yada, yada. But the part that uh, was the scary part was really the, the the legal part. I don't know where you and, even start with that. And Cameron, you are so right. I think the first thing is to find the right lawyer. We mm. lawyers, we all have different personalities. So you want to find a lawyer that you're comfortable with. Another issue is unless you are fluent in legalese, you need to have someone to interpret those contracts. So when you can get that business, you don't have to worry about any issues coming up. Mm. You know, it's important, I think, what you just said about um, having a lawyer that has the right personality, because all lawyers don't study the same thing. All lawyers don't, you know, you could you and another lawyer could look at something and see it two totally different ways. Can, can you just go into a little more about how it is important not to just go with the first lawyer that you find, but one that you really trust and one that is really believing in what you're doing? Exactly. Well, first of all, as you said, Cameron, you want to find a lawyer that has experience in business law and business matters. You know, I tell my clients, if you need a heart surgeon, you don't go to a brain surgeon. Mm. So if you know a lawyer that all practices personal injury law, you need to find a lawyer that specifically focuses practice on business law. And also you tell them your dreams and you want him to be passionate as well as you are about your business. That's how you know you have the right lawyer. So, uh, Adrian, let me go back to you as as our marketing uh, guru of all things platforms and radio and online and you name it. Uh, how have things changed in, in this past year that um, even to having an online presence or having some sort of commercial on TV or radio really is what's going to make you stand out? Because I think the market is getting... I don't know, is, is the market getting flooded with new businesses? Uh, yes, the market is getting flooded with new businesses. And from a, from a market perspective, you really need to think about the fact that people consume media across multiple platforms. Think about yourself. Um, some people have cut the cord, so you may have an Internet-able TV or you may have a, uh, art, uh, a, a stick that you use to get your, your TV services, even for those in terms of listening to our radio stations, when there was the immediate shelter in place, um, the streaming numbers for our stations went through the roof because while people were not in their cars listening to the radio, because they were lawyer listeners, they turned on their Amazon Primes or they turned on our mobile apps or they listened to us on their computer while they were working um, and it was in the background playing. So they were listening to our stations via digital devices beyond their car. That's a digital product. And then when you think about everything that's going on, with these mobile phones that we have in our hand, they give so much texture in terms of behavior patterns. So we're able to just reach people not only just by location alone, but reach them by their interest. Because everything that we do, unless we find a way to block it, it's compiled in the digital space. And from an algorithm point of view, we're able to now intentionally target people based upon their interests, based upon their behaviors, based upon their demographic. If I wanted to reach African-American women who live on the west side of Indianapolis, based upon what they may be doing on their mobile phones or on their laptops or tablets, I can target those women. So I think what's really important for you, if you have a business, 
is to understand your target and then start thinking about a marketing plan that reaches people across multiple pathways of consumption just so that they can get multiple levels of exposure. Yes, you can use social media. That's one pathway. But there's so many other things that you can do that help support your marketing effort. And we talk about that. So, Adrian, is is now the time? Do you go and you put your business on one key source like do you just do internet or or do you just do radio or just do tv or is it a combination or is it based on who you're going after it's a combination um because i think what the pandemic has done is it's really raised the line and um and then pushed more people in the digital space than you will believe i think about i think about my own mother who probably never would have bought groceries online Mm -hmm. but now because of the pandemic and the shelter in place People have become more comfortable with ordering food to their home online or ordering delivery online or ordering things online for pickup to takeout. So I think it is important to realize that many more people are operating in the digital space than what would have happened because the pandemic helped accelerate that, right? Because after three months of it, people were developing new habits. So I do think what you need to do is have, if you don't have an online shop for what you're doing, you're missing out. Now the whole thing is once you get an online shop, it's about directing people to your online shop through other forms of advertising. Camille and them will tell you, whether there's somebody who's ripping up highways or someone who's selling cheeseburgers, you still need some type of online shop and then pathways to direct them through your services. Camille, can you back that up? Uh, yes, we, we definitely recommend the online presence. As soon as someone hears the name of your company, that immediately they go to the Internet to look you up, to see if you're reputable, to see what your past experience has been. So you definitely want to make sure that you're maintaining a, a good online presence. And, and that's across many platforms from your website to, you know, your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those things. Um, you need to make sure that you're maintaining a presence and that you have someone um, that is knowledgeable to help you with um, with managing that. And you know what? I know that to be true just from something that I experienced this week. Over on Channel 6, I did a story about a guy who owns a, a snowplow uh, company and a landscaping company. And I showed how he was cleaning up the streets and the parking lots after the big snow we had. And a day or two later, he hit me up and said, hey, man, I just got um, – Two calls from some big contractors, like one of them was the USPS, the Postal Service, and some other big place. I never showed his phone number or his website in in the story, but I said what he did in his place was called Bandy Services. He said they saw me on TV, but then they looked me up and they called me. So had he not had that online presence, although he got the, the marketing and the publicity from me, had he not had his own platforms, as you guys just talked about, he would have missed out. Yeah, you know, Cameron, um, this is Carolyn. Um, I think another part of that, just to add on to what, what they've said, is that, you know, a lot of times, um, like Neil said, um, you know, a lot of the people you're wanting to do business with, they'll go to your website. Um, and one of the other things that they're looking for is for, for the designation that says you're a certified business, whether you're certified with the city or with mm-hmm. my organization or the women's business organization. Um, uh, many of us provide badges that you can put on your website that says I am a certified minority business or a woman owned business. Um, but the other part of that, too, is uh, the company's brand and what it stands for, um, because if you're active in the community, if you give back and do other things. And some of those things may be in, in line with what the corporation also does from a corporate social responsibility perspective. Those things look good, too, because when you think about it, you don't want to do business with someone whose uh, values are not in alignment with yours. Mm, yeah, it's that it's that um, I, I think a lot of people are just trying to be more responsible about who they do business with. And, and people have really, especially in this last year with social justice, um, are trying to spend their money in a certain way. Um, Absolutely. And so Absolutely. What, you, what you just talked about is that key part. Uh, we're going to get some callers in here because the phones are ringing. And folks have questions for you ladies. Um, Adrian is a very, very, very busy guy. And so I know he has another engagement that he needs to get to here. So, Adrian, before you go, because I know folks are going to call and want to talk to you, how can people get in touch with you 
um, and, and what part uh, are you've got a different panel specifically about marketing. So hit that up for us and tell us how folks can contact you. Absolutely. Um, we at Urban One Radio One are always able to help people and provide consultations even before you think about using our own products. We will sit down with the company and do what's called a marketing strategies model. Well, all we do is brainstorm. It doesn't not necessarily mean brainstorming our products, but just brainstorming things for you. So we have a plethora of things that we're able to have and provide for up-and-coming companies. You can call in and reach me. My phone number here at the station is 317-221-0963, 317-221-0963, or you can email me at adwarren, W-A-R-R-E-N, at radio-one.com. Thank you so much, Cameron. Thank you so much, ladies. We're so excited that you joined us, and we appreciate INHP for joining in and helping us bring this to the public. Excellent, sir. Excellent. Uh, Camille, Tasha, and Carolyn, hang on for a minute. We're going to take a quick break, but the phones are ringing. Folks have questions for you, and they want to talk to you and get a little advice. We are on the air this morning with some of our members of our big panel that we have going on about virtual business connections. We're showing you how to do it. We're showing you the the one-on-ones, the basics, and then how to go to that next level, that 202 class, that 303 class to get your marketing out there, get your legal right, get your website right, get your certifications. Our panel, who you can start calling right now at 317-239-9696, is standing by to talk to you. Uh, More of the Open Line Show is coming up in just moments. Give me a call, 317-239-9696. We'll be back with more from from Carolyn, Camille, and Tasha. I'm Cameron Riddle. This is Open Line. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Let's get back to Open Lines, your eye on the community on Hot 96.3. And we are back. This is Open Lines. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, 826. On 2-21-21, we are talking about our virtual business connections panel. That is coming up uh, this week. You can see it on our websites uh, coming up this Saturday, February 27th. So this morning, we're, we're hyping it up. We're getting you excited, and we're answering your questions. Now is the point in the show where I want you to call in, and I want to hear from you because you get to talk directly to our expert panel when it comes to all things business. Joining us on the air this morning is Camille Blunt. She is the director of office. I can't say this title. I mess, I've messed up three times now. The director of the office of minority and women business. Tasha Roberts is a member of the Roberts litigation group. And Carolyn E. Mosby is the president and CEO of Mid-States Minority Supplier Development Council. Uh, If you've been listening to the show, then you probably already have some questions because our phone lines are already ringing. So go ahead and get in line. Start calling 317-239-9696. I'd love to hear from you and some of the ladies because they're here to answer your questions. Uh, Ladies, welcome back. Uh, The phone lines have been ringing while we're in a commercial break and already we have some callers with a question. Uh, Let's go over to the phone lines and see who we have here on line one. Caller, good morning. Hey, Cameron, how you doing this morning? I'm good, sir. How are you? What's your question for our panel? Uh, Greetings, ladies, and everybody in Indianapolis. Uh, I'm an author, and I have four books, and uh, I've received Social Security disability, and I don't have that kind of money for, for marketing and all these different types of things. So where does a person like me go uh, for funding, financing, um in order to get my product out, uh, I've also, um, I have my own charity, the House of the Almighty. So where would I go uh, to get assistance or get some type of help uh, to get my books out? Uh, I've sold uh, maybe two, 300 books here, just here in the city. Uh, I got people asking me all the time, when are you going to get your books and when are you going to get some more books? 
And, you know, and, the, and that finance is just not there uh, for me to do these things that's necessary uh, to get these books out and to uh, build my business so that I can continue to serve the community because that's the whole purpose of me, one of the reasons that I write. So that's my question, Cameron. All right. Uh, excellent, sir. I'll turn you over to our uh, expert ladies here. Ladies, what advice could you give to our good friend here? I'll um, take a stab is, at that. Um, I'm, a, I'm actually a former chief marketing officer, and I spent most of my career doing marketing before I came over to uh, minority business development. So, one, um, there's some free resources out there. Um, if you go to an organization called SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, um, they're under the Small Business Administration. They actually provide free business resources to um, small businesses. So if you need help on marketing or uh, financing or setting up your business or doing other things, they, they have experts that are volunteers. A lot of them are retired executives. Um, they offer you free support. So that's one way, uh, one place that you could go to just get some free business um, advice. Um, but then on the marketing side, um, take a look at some of the free things that you can do through marketing your, your book online. Also consider taking your book, if you have hard, a hard copy book, uh, consider turning it into an ebook. Um, so that way people can buy it online and you don't have to worry about having inventory of books that you're purchasing, um, hoping to sell. So um, you can set up a, a website, you know, some, some websites are free, um, and then you can get some that are relatively low cost as well. So there's, there are free services out there to kind of get you started. Um, and then as you start to, to uh, make some money from your book sales and things like that, then you can use those dollars to invest back into your product. And I heard I, I, I knew there was another lady that was going to chime in. I couldn't tell who it was, but you also had some for Paul. Yes, it's Camille. Um, I think that you should also consider reaching out to the Indi Indianapolis Public Library. Um, they do a series year yearly on African-American um, authors, and I think it would be um, a great opportunity for you to connect with them, um, to also meet um, other um, African-American uh, authors in the city, find out what they have done, their best practices. Um, so I would suggest reaching out to them, um, specifically Jessica Moore um, is heading up a lot of their d diversity efforts um, for the Indianapolis Public Library, um, and that would likely be a really good resource um, and opportunity to, you know, get your book in the library, but then also be highlighted during that series that they do every year. Paul, how's that for an answer? Well, that's a great answer, and I do have a website, and I am familiar with the program that she's talking about at the library, um, and so that was great. I really appreciate the information, and I hope this helps other authors as well. Excellent, sir. Thank you so much for calling. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right. All right. Uh, more folks, call me, 317-239-9696. Phone lines are just uh, are just hot here right now, so let's keep, keep it on the phones here, ladies. We've got more callers. Uh, caller, good morning. You are live on the air. Who's this? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, turn your radio down for me. You're live on the air now. Good morning. This is Terry. Good morning, everybody. This is a great show to have at such a great time. I feel like if ever were a time for us, our people, black people, now is the time to shine. I want to say uh, to those for the gun violence, I want to I want to address that because right now, being that it is our time to shine as black people, those who support those involved with the gun violence, let's stop. <laughs> Please don't take our time to shine. Our time is now. So Terry, Thank hang on. You Hang on, hang on. We're we're, we're going to do open lines and, and, and all that a uh, little bit later in the show. Do you have a question about businesses? I'll call back. All right, call me back. All right, all right. Let's keep it on topic because the phones are ringing nonstop. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. If you've got a question about businesses, which is what we're talking about right now, uh, call us uh, if you need some advice, if you uh, are, are trying to figure out how to take your uh, business to the next level. The thing about this is there is no such thing 
as a stupid question or a dumb question um, because it is uncharted territory for a lot of people. Um, call us 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Again, no such thing as a dumb question. Uh, more callers, 317-239-9696. Let's see who this is on the line. Good morning. Who's this? It's uh, Larry Bond, please. Larry, you, you know, I think that uh, when we trivialize business, we make a big mistake. Hey, Larry, you, do, you actually have a, do you actually have a question or is this a rant? Okay, no, it's not a rant, but I just want to say to ask Camille if she would kind of uh, temper that uh, application that you had to fill out for uh, for, for, for uh, to apply for minority business status with the city because it's actually committing financial suicide to expect somebody to expose their financial workings to uh, the city of Indianapolis that it can be used against them. So I just wish you would temper that uh, application because black people are definitely not benefiting from it. Thank you. All righty. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Was, was that a question or was that a complaint? I'm not really sure. Uh, so we're not even... I can re- <clears throat> Go ahead. I can respond to it, Cameron. Um Thank you, um, Mr. Vaughn, for calling in this morning. Uh, we actually, our application is not designed to hurt or harm anyone. Our application is to determine whether you are, in fact, actually a minority uh, woman-owned, veteran, or disabled-owned businesses. We do have individuals who do submit application to our office that once we go through their financials, we determine that they are not actually owned by a minority. They are actually, in fact, owned by a predominantly white-owned uh, company or firm or a person or individual that has made that investment into the company. So that is the reason why we ask for the financials is to, to determine the um, the actual owners of the company. It is not to harm anyone. It is not to judge anyone. It is not to um, take that and use that against them. It is our way of being able to determine the validity of a company and to make sure that um, we are trying to, as much as possible, only be certifying businesses that are minority, woman, veteran, or disabled owned. Um, you know, when we talk about these different certifications and uh, keep calling 317-239-9696, Um, Tosh, I want to ask, you know, when we talk about these different certifications, uh, when it comes to things such as being an LLC or those different uh, letters that come after a business name, are those necessary? Oh, yes, Cameron. That's a great question. They are very necessary because... That is your business structure. So consulting with a lawyer, finding the right business structure, whether it be an LLC, an S-corporation, a corporation, determines what legal liability and even tax liability that your business may or may not have. Very important. Okay, so those are important. Okay, Uh, more calls, 317-239-9696. Caller, good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? Uh, Yeah, I just have some uh questions regarding uh the uh minority the minority uh business loans all right hit it uh so i see a lot of uh minority business loans being given out and then you know the business is going under two or three years later how can how can you know how can we make sure to keep the, our businesses open? Is, is it is it you know mis, misfunding or or what what would you think about that? How, how can we how can that be protected? Good question. Uh, which who wants to take so, that one? I can take a stab at that. Um, absolutely, I understand that concern, and I can say that you know definitely during the pandemic, um, a lot of our banking partners. Um, introduced opportunities for um, loans for small and minority businesses. Um, But with that comes education. So we don't want to um, uh, encourage minority businesses to take out loans that they can't repay. And so we have programs that accompany um, many of the um, lending opportunities that our corporate members have introduced to help those minority businesses understand how to maintain and grow and scale their businesses so that they're not two or three years down the line 
facing uh, situations where they're unable to pay those loans back uh, and their businesses go under. So it's part of an education process. Um, and so and we're being very diligent in working with our banking partners to make sure that we have strong education that goes along with any opportunities for funding. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you so much uh, for the call. So, uh, you know, I know lots of folks have uh, questions, and we aren't going to answer them all uh, in this uh, in this show here today. And there is more that is still ahead. And uh, you know, we are uh, on Saturday is when you will hear these ladies, and you will hear folks like uh, Adrian and, and some others talk about how to get your business from the level you're on now to the next level, whatever it is you want that to be. And of course, how to market it. Our virtual business connections uh, program is going to be on hot96.3.com and WTLCFM.com on Saturday, February 27th. Um, Ladies, between now and then, uh, how can folks get in contact with each of you or your office uh, to, to get some advice, get some guidance, and get started as they get ready to watch uh, the panel this weekend, next weekend. Um, this is Camille. Um, you can reach my office. Um, again, it's the Office of Minority and Women Business Development for the City of Indianapolis. You can reach us at 317-327-5262. Again, that's 317-327-5262. We are also on um, the web. You can reach us at um, indy.gov. That's I-N-D-Y.gov. And then you do a search for the Office of Minority and Women Business. Excellent. Uh, Tasha, let's go to you. Thanks, Cameron. Well, first of all, I'm going to give a quick shout out to my father, Kenneth Roberts, because he started the firm 40 years ago. Then it was called Roberts and Bishop. We're now Roberts Litigation Group. Been there for 40 years. Telephone number is 317-631-0172 or shoot me an email at troberts at robertslitigation.com. Thank you, Cameron. And what kind of litigation do you guys handle? We handle corporate law. We also have lawyers in our law firms that do criminal work, personal injury, real estate, business matters. Okay, excellent. And Carolyn, over to you. Yes. So I just tell people it's easier to just Google Mid-States Minority Supply Development Council. That'll take you right to our website. It has all of my staff, uh, direct direct contact information, email address, and direct phone numbers, as well as any information you want on certification. You can see who all of our corporate members are that you might want to do business with. So if you go to our website, you can definitely get all the information you need and get our direct contact info. All right. That is excellent information that each of you and Adrian uh, have shared with our listeners this morning. The phone lines, of course, are still ringing with folks who uh, who have questions. Um, give these folks a, a, a call. Go to their website. They're willing and uh, able and wanting to help. And then you can also tune in for our virtual business connections program, which will be on hot963.com and wtlcfm.com on Saturday, February 27th. Ladies, all three of you, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. All right. uh, Much more uh, still ahead here on the Open Line Show, including your chance to hop back on the phones and uh, talk and let me know what is on your mind. Uh, One of the conversations we're going to have after a quick commercial break is a chat with Inez Evans, the CEO and president of Indigo. As I've been telling you over the past two months, there's some uh, some stuff going down over at the statehouse that you need to keep uh, keep an eye on. Some of the bills we've talked about, like the uh, uh, state takeover of IMPD, that is more or less died. Uh, They've sent that over to a study. But. Uh, One of the other biggies that's got a lot of uh, attention is the Senate Bill 141, which isn't going to be very helpful to Indigo or anybody who rides the bus or people who drive cars. Uh, We'll explain all of that when we uh, chat here in just a moment with uh, Inez Evans from Indigo. Uh, And of course, then we want you to chime in as we do open lines with that conversation for the rest of the show until we go at nine o'clock. More of the open line shows coming up in just a moment. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. This is Open Lines.
We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Keeping you connected to what's happening in our city, it's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. And we are back. This is Open Lines. I am Cameron Riddle. Uh, we are live in the 106.7 and Hot 96.3 studios here in downtown Indianapolis. And we're keeping an eye on what is going on at the State House. Uh, Inez Evans is the president and CEO of Indigo. And she joins us to close out the show here uh, this morning. Inez, good morning. Good morning, Cameron. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am blessed. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm sh- while I'm sure that you are blessed, you are also busy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot going on at the State House, the Senate Bill 141 uh, business. Uh, give us an update on what's going on. Wow, that that is a mouthful. All in <laughs> one, in in four, in five little numbers. You know, SB 141. So. SB 141 is the second uh, time that the State House has come to Indigo to talk about its referendum requirements. So the uh, Senate is looking to withhold or penalize Indigo for what they believe is a lack of compliance uh, to retain or to uh, get 10% of its funding from other sources. And with that, the bill contends that failure to get the money from private sources now, because the the document never said private sources before, and they are looking to exclude state and federal funds, which we are using as our matching dollars. Uh, With that, uh, they would then cause our purple line and blue line to cease. And, you know, we are in compliance. Uh, the Legislative Service Agency has clearly stated that we are in compliance because uh, the state and federal grants that we use are eligible to be counted towards that. Um, so it, it is uh, definitely, you know, we're, we're on the hill fighting the fight to make sure that we can honor the promises that we made to you know, all of Marion County. So I know folks may get lost in the weeds and, and, and different things when they hear about Senate Bill 141. I have spent hours going through federal documents and trying to understand everything, and I've got a good understanding of it now. And I've even talked with Senator Freeman, who, of course, is the lead author on that bill. The bottom line here is, and he has said this, he, does, he says he does not dislike transit or he does not dislike buses. This is about stopping the blue line from coming through his district, which is runs partway along East Washington Street, because he says uh, his folks in his area do not want it. On the other side of town, there's a guy named Senator Young, uh, who's got a piece of a sliver of Marion County off of West Washington Street. And he says his people uh, don't want the bus to come through and take up a lane of traffic like it did on College Avenue. All the legal stuff, um, you know, that they're coming up with that to simply stop the blue line. And that's uh, Senator Freeman said that to me out of his own mouth. This is about stopping the blue line. So to be clear, voters here in Marion County voted on this already in 2016. You voted for mass transit use. Indigo said we're going to give you more buses and better buses and we're going to do rapid transit. We're going to give you three rapid transit lines, which are now known as the purple red and blue line. But now Senate bill 141 is going, could come and overrule what 60% of Marion County already voted on. So Inez, the question to you is what can people do at this point? Uh, People need to get involved. Um, You know, we had to your point, 60%, the voters agreed to this, which was over 191,000 uh, citizens who said, yes, we want uh, better mass transit here in Indianapolis or Marion County. And people need to get involved. The Senate and the House need to hear that this is important. 
uh, that the services that Indigo is providing and wants to continue to provide and build are important to this community. They, they really just need to get involved. And, you know, this isn't just for people who ride the bus. I, I was listening to one of the, the hearing that was just this past Thursday when this bill pat, barely passed out of committee, but it did pass. Um, and one of the senators said, you know, I don't ride the bus. Um, my constituents don't ride the bus. We are never ride the bus because they're not even from here. This guy's from north central Indiana, and they're voting on something that only impacts people in Marion County. Nevertheless... This does not just impact people who ride the bus, as the senator said. Uh, this impacts people who are in their cars. These, uh, the red, the blue, as well as the purple line project, is going to bring lots of upgrades, complete upgrades and repairs of 38th Street, for example, and mm-hmm. Washington Street, for example. That's a hundred and seventy million dollars that you guys at Indigo could be forfeiting. So, it's not if. You know, hey, if you don't ride the bus, this doesn't impact you. Do I have that right, Agnes? This is going to affect people who don't ride the bus as well. Absolutely. I mean, the, for the Purple Line alone, uh, it was, you know, repaving roads. It was putting in uh, 9.5 miles of sidewalk, of sidewalks, um, three miles of a multi-use path, uh, 355 new or upgraded curb ramps. You know, on the blue line, it was 17.5 miles of street resurfacing, 499 new or replaced ADA curb ramps, 65 um, upgraded street lights, you know, 10, over 10 miles of, of new sidewalks. So as you're saying, it's just not about, you know, transit. And then we had partnered with the Department of Public Works from the city as well as Citizens Energy to work on a project to do a sewer separation project, a stormwater sewer separation project on 38th Street that is highly needed because we are in the middle of the street. We disturb the utilities, so we partnered so everybody could get their work done. So those projects will not get done. Um, The streets will continue to flood. And people will still be walking in the streets because there are no sidewalks and be in unsafe conditions. Uh, Inez, one of some of the the, the legal stuff on this is um, the dedicated lanes. They're trying to keep you from uh, dedicating lanes to just buses. And I have read the Federal Transit Administration law several, several times. And it clearly states that for what you guys have asked, which is... Um, for bus rapid transit, you guys are a fixed guideway project, which is, is a fancy term for a bus that acts like a train. Therefore, exactly. it needs its own lane of traffic. The federal government says, hey, if you don't have that in there, we're not giving you the same amount of money. So that's why it's not as I've asked Senator Freeman about this. And he says it could be as simple as you guys just asking the federal government, could you do it a different way? And. Is it is it that simple? Is that possible? Because that's what the senator says. Or are you guys going to lose a lot of money if you don't do what you've already asked for and have been approved for? That That is a great question. And, and, and you're right. It's very confusing. So as you said, we submitted a grant under a rail fixed guideway program under the Capital Improvement Grants Program, CIG is what we call it. And there are five criterias in order to qualify for that grant. One being over 50% of the route must operate in a separated right-of-way dedicated for transit use. And then it goes on to talk about, you know, defined stations, faster travel times, you know, bi-directional things, and then station design. But the biggest thing is the 50% or more of the routes being, of the street being dedicated. So that's six-rail guideway. A corridor-based project does not have that same requirement. But Indigo applied for and has gotten grant dollars for a six-rail guideway. We have already spent over $37 million of taxpayer money to design this project. That 50% of that would have been reimbursed by the federal government. If this project changes, that $37 million is gone. It's gone. 
we can resubmit a new project. He is absolutely correct. But that $77.5 million that's been set aside, one of those grants, which is $27 million, expires in September of this year. And then the next one expires the following September of next year. So the to be able to submit a new project that you have to go through design, you have to go through environmental, and then you have to go through a competitive process because now you're under a different category. I'm not saying we would, would get or not get, but it's, a, it's, two, it's comparing apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got three minutes left, and we got a call or two, and I want to try and squeeze it in. The bottom line here, what people need to understand, is you have already voted for this in a wide number. It's already been approved. It's already been paid for. They've already started on it. And now you've got a senator, a couple of senators who are coming in. This bus, uh, not to be cute, but this bus has literally already left the station. And now there's a guy with this Senate bill standing in the middle of the road saying, nope, stop, can't do it. That's as simple as what this is. As Inez just told you, this has already been paid for. They've already started. The federal the federal government is giving out money, and essentially the senator is saying, you can't even take federal money for this. None of it makes sense. It's as simple as this. They don't want the blue line. So while this is while that's good news for people along the blue line, it's going to hurt a lot of other people. Let's see. I got two minutes left. I probably shouldn't take a call, but I'm going to take a quick call. Uh, caller on line one, good morning. Who's this? Hello? This is Terry. You told me to call back. Terry, I got to go because I know what you want to talk about, but I got people who want to talk about this transit issue. Call me back next no week. No problem. All right. No Holla. problem. Uh, caller on line uh, three. Good morning. Who's this? Denise Dawson. Denise, yeah, 20 seconds. What, what do you want to say? Uh, I was calling. Well, I've been trying to call all morning. I'm at work now, oh, okay. but I I'm was sorry. calling about the business. Okay. Well, well, hey, look, we're doing that again uh, over the weekend. uh, And so we're going to have more information uh, out there on that. And we can get you in contact with those people to answer that question. But the business seminar is coming up on Saturday. Okay. Saturday. Yes, ma'am. Saturday, February 27th. It's a good day because it's also my birthday. Okay. All right. Uh (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. The phones are still ringing, and they have been for a while, so I've been trying to clear them out. Inez, again, um, we got uh, 30 seconds left in the show, Inez. What can folks do right now um, to save their vote? They've already voted on this. You've already paid for it. They've already voted on it. They've already said yes. I think it is important for our citizens of Marion County to let, again, their voices be heard. Um, you know, we look at our website. All the information is on there. Indigo is in compliance. But contact individuals within the, the Senate and the House to be able to speak to this matter and, again, advise individuals on how important it is to support transportation uh just get involved get re-engaged all right inez evans the president and ceo of indigo thanks for keeping us up to date on what is going on that's going to do it for this edition of the open line show i'm cameron riddle thank you to our panel more of the virtual business um connections expo is coming up on saturday february 27th don't miss it on our website. More music coming your way here on Hot 96.3 and on WTLC. Here comes Al Sharpton with the Hour of Power. I'm Cameron Woodall. We'll see you. Have a good day.